Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Final Fem Podcast. My name is Jack with co-host Sid. Hello. Sid? Okay. <laughs> Are you okay, Sid? Hi, everybody. Yes, I'm here. Looking off into the corner there. Mm. So the movie we watched, Tremors <gasps> from 1990. It was so fun! It was good. <gasps> you liked a I comedy this horror fun, movie. Shut the fuck up. This was what? a fun movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Starting off spicy. Spicy. This was fun. I had a good time watching this one. It, yes, I did like this movie. This movie, when I was young, played on TV all the time. Same. And I yeah. think it was a similar thing where, like, is if it was on, I was going to watch it regardless of, like, what spot it was at. Yeah. it was. Wasn't so. it on, like, the sci-fi channel when they spelled it all weird back in the day? Or, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, Just running in the background. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was. It was always a background movie. Like, oh, this is on. Like, I'm going to yeah. play video games and I'm listen to I'm sure that's to how videos. Kevin Bacon likes to have his career defined as by a background movie. You're listenable, but <laughs> you're, not watchable. You're listenable, buddy. <laughs> well, he does have a voice for talkies. And it, I, I thought you were know. going to say a face for radio, and I'm like, that's not nice. No, I was, but <laughs> I didn't want to. Okay. I mean, he's a movie star, and we're not, so. <sighs> yeah. And we not too long ago watched his first first movie, second one movie. of his first movies. Animal House second was movie. first. This was Friday the Thirteenth was the second one. And this was probably like what fiftieth or something. Probably because this was ninety and didn't Friday the Thirteenth come out in eighty? Is that right? I believe so. I'd have to go yeah. back in my notes. So it was a a chunk. Anyway, so yes, we watched Tremors. Mm-hmm. I think we both liked it from the initial reaction there. Yeah. This movie was directed by Ron Underwood. Mm-hmm. Written by Ron Underwood, along with S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. Those sound like sportscasters. They do. Mm -hmm. They do, actually. Don't know any of them, but I'm sure they're lovely people. Super cute. Oh, they could have Billy vibes. Who knows? Uh, So the stars of this movie were... What? (laughs) Shut up. They're all bad boys of writing movies. Oh, God. I bet they're not. (laughs) (laughs) This movie was starred Kevin Bacon, as we talked about already, as Valentine McKee. Stupidest name for a character I've ever Okay, heard. is it Valentine? Because I kept writing it down as Valentine. I was like, oh, he's a little... Oh, whoops. It might be Valentine. I don't know. They, but... they, they soon like abandoned that and just call him Val, which is what I wrote in my notes. They just call yeah. him Val, yeah. Also with Fred Ward, who played Earl Bussett. Earl! And Finn Carter, who played Rhonda LeBeck. Yes. Who was the like grad student... Which I appreciate them specifying near the end of the movie that she's grad student because the beginning they're like college and I'm like, there's a bit of an age difference if you're hitting on a college girl, but grad student makes her older. Sid, may I remind you, it was the '90s, (gasps) so like it didn't matter about age. Like whatever age Kevin Bacon be, he'd be hitting on that college, probably high school in some cases, grad student. It was the '90s. There you go. Yeah. Also gross. Okay. That does just because it was the nineties does not mean underage is okay. Keep it legal. Oh, we should go back to the scream episode and <gasps> listen to that then. Because I feel like How there's a lot of dare you. A lot of uh They're both under eighteen, things. aren't they? Is Billy eighteen? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Scream today. Not in real life. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Okay, so we got we got some of the actors. We'll go through more of the actors as we kind of are introduced them in yeah. the story. This movie Came out on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Really? So it was not a yeah, not a Halloween movie, not That's a scary. That's a weird. Why January? That's a weird time to do that. I don't know. I don't know. It does huh. seem kind of weird. 
Okay. One of the things I will note, and I think we have talked about a little bit before we started recording, is that I really liked the scenery. It was filmed in California, mm-hmm. Lone Pine. I guess Alabama Hills is the actual region, but oh. there were some really cool, like, cliff faces and yeah. rock formations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, let's see, the budget of this movie was $11 million. Okay. And oh, oh, opening weekend in U.S. Canada was three million seven hundred thirty-one thousand five hundred twenty. Okay. So it didn't do so well, but gross U.S. and Canada, and it actually this is gross worldwide too. So I guess it only came out in the North America, but it was sixteen million six hundred sixty-seven thousand eighty-four dollars. Sixteen or sixty? Sixteen million. So it, okay, so it's made some money back, not a ton, not like, but no, no, it made like about five more, five million yeah. more than the budget, which is well, yeah, made its money. Which is surprising because, like, I feel like this movie of any of the other ones has, well, not any of the other ones. It didn't make a, sh- a shitload of money, but it still had, like, a ton of sequels come out. It's definitely a cult classic, too. Like, everybody yeah. knows this movie. Yeah. Most important thing. Mm-hmm. Let's get it out of the way. Hour and 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Now. Important. It is very important. Now, I will say... Much like Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. it was a very long hour and a half. Really? Oh, oh I yeah. thought it zipped but, right by. But but in a relatively good way. Like, I, I it didn't drag on. I, I thought, no, no, no. Okay. I said it was a good thing. I don't know if it's a good thing that it's a long hour and a half, which for me is like my number one thing I'm looking for in a movie. Text on a screen, length. Although what you were kind of the text on a screen and ring. I had to keep reminding you. Yeah. Well, I was so distracted by the whispery... <laughs> Guys, seven days, and also David. That's what it was, and his robotic ways. I was distracted by him. Yeah, and Aiden. Is that what I meant? That's what I meant. Aiden. You meant Aiden. Thank you. But David. I meant Aiden. Aiden. Yeah. David played him. All right, David. Speaking of that, do we? I mean, we're referring to a previous show death. Let's talk about the most current one. Yeah. Another on that on that topic. Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, you're right. Well. Oh no. We, we, I'm just we've so hit the, distraught. We, oh yeah, you sound like it. Um, uh, no, I remember, a lot. I remember. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> so Mort was our previous producer, and he was the strong, mm-hmm. silent type, yeah. big face, big aviator glasses, and tragically, he was found in a small roadside motel, um, just horrifically stabbed to death in a shower. It was awful. Wasn't he? Wasn't he stuffed too? He was stuffed, like taxidermied oh. on the wall. It was just horrible. Sick. And someone a sick person threw would his do aviators that. to his face. Oh my god! It was I part know. of the costume. So horrible. But our new producer, who we're very excited about, is named Vic, and so we want to welcome Vic. So welcome, Vic. Uh, hey, yeah. Um, got glued to his face. That's. That's just strange. Sid, I mean, you're, you right. must have heard this information. Like, mm-hmm. who told you that? Um, TikTok. Someone, someone stuffed him and then put it on TikTok? It's so sad. So sad. Oh, my God. I know. What will people do for attention these days? Holy I God. don't know. It's awful. Anyways, welcome You seem pretty Vic. broken up about it. <laughs> very broken up about it. It was very sad. Welcome, Vic. Thank you for stepping into the role of Mort. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, no no problem. I don't plan on visiting any uh, roadside motels. Please uh, don't. In the near future. You know. 
To be honest, you probably shouldn't do anything after being on this podcast. Probably not. Just to be safe. I just don't want to be TikToked yeah. on the flip flops, you know, coming out of the shower oh. and mm-hmm. have horrible things happen to me. Or end up on Facebook, which is even worse. Don't do that. Dude, that's meta. Yeah, I don't, don't do ever that. want to do that. It is meta now. <laughs> oh, <God>. Sorry. <laughs> I do PR for Facebook. I just had to let everyone know that Fucking it's meta now. <laughs> Get with the program, people. I'm so sorry. Anyways. But yes, we're very happy to have you. Yes, yes. Thank you for coming aboard to help us out with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a look at the taglines of this movie. <gasps> let's do it. The one that I think I believe it came with was the monster movie that breaks new ground. Pretty good. I kind of like that, actually. Pretty That's good. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Nice pun. And it is a new monster. Like, I don't know of any, like, well, Beetlejuice. subterranean worms. Oh, well, fuck me, I guess. I'm here all week. Just to take the air out. Okay. The other ones were, <laughs> they say there's nothing new under the sun, but under the ground, dot, dot, dot. Mm, I like the other one better. Me too. I like the monster breaks new ground. And then uh, the ultimate underground movie, period. It will leave you legless. <laughs> okay. I kind of like that. No, no, no. That was bad. Okay. <laughs> the good one won out. The, the monster movie that breaks new ground. That's, a, that's, a that's my good favorite. I like that one the best. So what happens in this movie is it's a small town setting and they mm-hmm. people in the small town gradually become aware of a strange creature that's picking off people one by one. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what this creature is or where it is even. There's also a like a grad student, a seismologist who's working yeah. in the area and she's detecting <clears throat> tidal drop tremors. Ah! So, <laughs> the lovely Rhonda. So they find out, yeah, they find out that the creature lives underground and can like just pop up without warning and so now they're like trapped in this town and they have to figure out how to how they're going to escape mm-hmm. perfect that's about it yeah sure we're done uh, every time we're done <laughs> you can just stop right there no so now we'll get, we're going to kind of walk through the movie so yep let's get started let's get into it Again, we're referencing. Is this is. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right. Cool opening scene where we're seeing this nice scenery, crazy rock cliff face, and then all of a sudden he there's this guy pissing. And you're like, oh great, that ruined that for me. I was to say it was a relieved opening scene. He relieves himself. Uh-huh. Hey, okay. got him. Cool. All right. Wow. Yes. So it starts with Kevin Bacon peeing over the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. What a way to start a sentence. What a way. So. We found out his name is Valentine. Valentine. How did you? I like it as Valentine, but yeah, that's just me. Well, his name is too long, so I abbreviated it in my notes. And same with the people that wrote the script, because they just call him Val after a little bit here. They call him Val really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. So he pisses off a cliff. Yay! Pretty cool. We know he's the hero. The final femme. <laughs> he's the hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his buddy Earl, who is played by Fred Ward. Goodbye. Is, is asleep in a in the back <laughs> of the truck. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so he's sleeping in a sleeping bag in the back of the truck. We find out these guys are like ranchers, or well, eventually we find out they're like doing odd jobs, they're like contractors, yeah. doing work for random handy, you know, random things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this time they are fixing fence on like a farm. 
mm-hmm. which I guess they slept and then woke up to like do the job again. I, I don't know. Well, that's also why I thought they were cowboys at first because they're sleeping yeah. out there with the cattle, like leading them through whatever. But no, they're, just, they're handy dudes. Yeah. And Val immediately is like, I got to play a, play a prank on my friend. So he <laughs> yells stampede and Earl like flips out of the bed of the truck, lands on his skull. <laughs> I know, poor Earl. Like, oh my God. And of course he finds out, okay, Val was just messing with him. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say about this movie, I what you tell me your thoughts too, Sid. Uh, yeah. This music was like whimsical country. It music. was, <laughs> yeah. I did not care for it. It was fine. It did make me laugh, especially in a later part where they're pole vaulting and it's like just playing a jaunty tune. And you're like, it sounded okay. like Jurassic Park music. <gasps> How dare you! I no. love the fuck out of Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was the '90s, Jack. Hush. Everything was the 90s. I know. In my perfect world, yes. Correct. Where are we right now? Um, the 2090s? Did you know? Okay, hold on. Random tangent. Did you know the younger generation now calls being born in the 90s or the 80s the 1900s? They were born in the 1900s. I am not surprised. Children, your day will come and I will laugh at you. Also, who do you know that's calling you that? Nobody. Or telling it's you that? just on TikTok. <laughs> You need to get off this flip flop <laughs> TikTok. Never. Like Vic said. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so the music is whimsical. It is. It is. It, it kind of conveys. It's not really horror. It, it's not horror at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's like adventure music, but then it has a kind of like funny layer to it, which kind of lends to the comedy horror of this movie. Yeah, it was more like adventure horror, but like. In that 90s vein where it's like, there are stakes, but like, eh, you're probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for a couple people in this movie. We'll go over there. That's true. Okay. So the fix and fence there. Mm-hmm. We learn through exposition from Earl that they're doing, they're like handyman and they're doing odd jobs for money, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to be going very well for them because they're kind of just floating through life doing these menial tasks and get, not getting paid very much. We also learned that they, they make decisions through rock, paper, scissors every time like that. Every that's time. kind of a theme that stays within the movie. And you know, people, the thing that wins every time in this movie, rock. Paper. Don't oh. argue. Oh, okay. It works every time in this movie. <laughs> Jack. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm kind of alluding without spoiling, you know, it's good. Mm, true. All right, rock. Yes, rock always. Thank you. Rock on. So, Val, they like they're talking, and Val is all all of a sudden really excited because there's this new person that's working. Find out some new person's working, and he's like, "She's a female," so he's automatically just like, "Right." Do you want to list it off, Sid? Let's let's say it together. <laughs> what was his she list? She has to be blonde. She has to have big green eyes. She has to have big old teats, and then she needs mm-hmm. a, an ass that won't quit, legs for days, legs that go up to the sky, something like that, something ridiculous. Le- Legs that go up? Legs that go all the way up. I'm sorry. Kevin, I mean, Val, you have a low expectation for the legs to be attached to a torso. That's all you're asking for. That's true. And those other attributes, too. So he was very disappointed when he met Rhonda because she met none of those qualifications. No, and she had kind of like the dorky sunscreen on her nose. Oh, God, yeah. Which, is that a thing? Like, I don't, I've never understood that. Like your whole face needs to be protected, not just your damn nose. Right, just the nose. So you're you just have like a like a singed face, and then your nose <laughs> you got is still like white. One like little white good. triangle on your face. <laughs> I don't no, get no. it. I don't get it. 
So anyway, yeah, we meet her, and she is. I mean, she's. And this is Rhonda. She's cute. She's like yes. a little brunette. She's sure. got the little hazel eyes. She's short. She's compact. She's not like I wouldn't kick her out of bed. She's just not on his damn list. That's good to know. She's cute. <laughs> I, I think it's just like the he lists off like yeah. a you know he's got Pam Anderson or something, mm-hmm. and then of course like it's the opposite of what he's he got wants. dumb expectations. Mm-hmm. He does. So we find out she's a seismologist. Which is cool. We love a smart lady. We love vibrations. Okay. I love a smart um, lady. And in those vibrations, she is detecting tremors. I just said. <laughs> you got to be smart to interpret that data, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, look at this needle. It's moving a lot. There's something big under the ground. Like, it's having a dance party. Hey, some big brain shit going on there. That's true. Yeah. So they meet her and they, obviously, Val is kind of disappointed. Yeah. But we find out that Earl... Has a kind of has a thing for Rhonda. I thought that too, and then yeah, and it kind of like by the end of the movie, there's a shift. But at first, you're like, oh shit, is is Earl trying to? Yeah, hmm, yeah. Okay. And it is established that Earl's a bit older than mm-hmm. Val, which he tells him incessantly throughout the movie. Yes. So anyway, they're driving away. This is when Earl's like, oh, I kind of like her, and then Val's like, what? she's brunette. Ew. Ugh. Yeah. Like, all right. Val, settle down. So they're driving through. Uh, they drive to the city of Perfection, population fourteen people. Perfection, Nevada. Perfection, and it's like a. It looks like an old mining yeah. town, like a ghost town. Type like of you thing. probably yeah. shouldn't still be living there, but there are fourteen people still living there. Yeah, and the, I guess the meeting place is Walter Chang's Market because that's where <laughs> they always go. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah, so they get out of the truck, and then we meet Melvin, which... Ugh, Melvin oh is God. a little shit. He's... I hate this kid. Well, he's going to be like 15, by... right? Something like that? Probably. He's played by Bobby Jacoby, or Jacoby. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, but... I think it might be Jacoby. Thank you. He's a little punk teenager. Yeah. And he's like bouncing his basketball off another <laughs> car. Mm-hmm. And, and Earl's like, don't ever, don't fucking touch the truck. They call him Pizza Face. They're like, what's up, Pizza Face? And I'm like, oh, right out the gate, huh? He deserved it. I mean, he does, but like, this is our first introduction to him. Which we're immediately supposed to not like this guy. And it works. I don't like and him. It works. We don't. So they go inside. And now we're kind of introduced to a couple more characters here where we meet Bert Gummer. Bert. And he is played by Michael Gross, mm-hmm. and he's arguing with the proprietor of this market, Walter, who is Walter Chang, Walter Chang. played by Victor Wong. Mm-hmm. We love Walter. Yeah, we love Walt. Oh, um, I'm not healed. Oh, oh, that one. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was a good guy, though. Anyway, if we if we reminisce about all the yeah, people I'm that sorry. have been on our podcast, Walter Chang is lovely. We would be here. For yes. a while, so so Bert's like questioning him about ammunition. He's you can tell like Bert's a gun guy. We can tell that right away. Bert's a doomsday prepper. Yes, yes. And I just put Bert's libertarian. <laughs> goddammit, it! Like in my notes. which fits for Nevada. I will say so. There we go. There, there you go. Okay, it really fits. Yeah, he uh, like you said doomsday. He's, you could you could tell he is a self sufficient man. He is, which proves to be handy. So it does. So I guess he's proved right. Proven right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we kind of cut to, so we can have this little character introduction for a couple more characters. And then it just kind of cuts to this mound of sand. Mm-hmm. And we just see this shaking, this shaking, and like stuff has fallen down the mound a little bit. And then we cut right over to Rhonda, who is setting up her seismometer. And it starts going crazy. Mm-hmm. The little, like I said, the arrow. You got a big brain. You got to see that arrow and see it's moving. Starts dancing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when it's dancing, you better be prancing to a that's rock. right prance well, to a rock baby <laughs> well 
We know that later, but yeah. we could. Okay, so like she's kind of like la da da da. She's like doing her like I don't know, setting up this equipment, making sure it's running yeah. okay. And then we get this weird like POV uh, from the worm. Oh yeah. And it's like tracking her, and yeah. it's like oh no, not another one of these. Because this happened in Friday the Thirteenth and <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, I believe. Yes. Where they're like following the protagonist, just of the movie. singing to themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're just oblivious. <laughs> it almost gets her. She like gets in the truck, and it's like Bleh! yeah. And just misses, yeah. So she got away without even being alerted as to something was going on. Mm-hmm. And so now we're this is part of the odd jobs that Val and Earl do. They're now at the dump, <laughs> I guess, doing a shift at the dump. Yeah, they're just picking up random trash, but not like very well because they pick up like one thing of trash and then they take a seat on their little chairs and pick up beers out of a busted toilet can. The coolest cooler i've ever seen not toilet can toilet bowl i mean you want some porcelain piss water you know exactly where i definitely don't no bud light oh i'm not drinking bud light today i am drinking buttercup chardonnay and it's very tasty Mm. i prefer blossom or bubbles oh okay you don't drink chardonnay hush jack did you watch uh powerpuff girls yeah oh yeah okay yes oh okay i just i I didn't know if that was I i think butter is Buttercup the blonde? That's Bubbles. Buttercup Bubbles. is the like badass. She's the green out. mean one. Which Bubbles was my favorite growing up, and I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, I feel like I'm closer to Buttercup or Blossom. It depends on the day. A leader or a meanie? Yeah, it depends on the day. Who am I managing that day? <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Oh, so you get along pretty good working with Val and Earl. Oh, okay. In particular job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They, I think, what they're doing is, it's the city of 14 people. Town of 14 people, I guess they just dump it and then bury it with sand, and that's their dump, basically. And it just takes one bulldozer bucket to do that. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, they're driving their bulldozer. They're burying the trash. They get their beers from a toilet, which is great. Gross. Val, uh, you know, Val wants to do, he's like, man, there's got to be something better. We got better job. There's better jobs out there we can go for. Smash cut to their doing septic tank cleaning. (laughs) That was a funny (laughs) Yeah. Yes, they are. So they're, you know, bickering about how crappy they're doing. Literally crappy. Literally. Ah, Poop. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jesus Christ. They, uh, the hose, they like turn on the machine and put the suction thing in the. Oh, this is great, right? And then the, the hose starts leaking and just sprays them with shit. And of it course, sprays both of them, yeah. Yeah, and Melvin sees this and he's laughing like Nelson from The Simpsons, <laughs> just like going crazy. Yeah. So like immediately after that scene, they're they're packing their stuff. Yeah. They're like, we're they're leaving. They're like, that's it. We're leaving. We're leaving Tile. We're going. We're going elsewhere. So they get all their. We're going to Bixby. Bigsby. Yeah, they keep talking about Bigsby. Oh, is it like Bigsby? Big I thought it was Bixby. It's Bigsby. Vic is nodding that it's Bixby. Suck a dick, Jack. Are you talking to yourself? No, oh. I can. Yeah, it's, it's Bixby. Yeah. There's an X. You see how you are, Jack? Trying to fucking gaslight me. Vic knows what's up. I watched it with subtitles on. See? See how you are? Hmm. 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 Well. Okay. (laughs) We'll never mention that place again because they don't ever get there. (laughs) That's true. They don't. (laughs) But they want to. They want to get out of this perfection Mm -hmm. and they want to go to Big Speed. So they pack all their stuff in their truck, and they're like, ah, we're leaving this whole town, can't hold us back. And then immediately, a person named Nancy, who was played by Charlotte Stewart, mm-hmm. stops them to talk. She's like, hey, wait. She like sees them leaving yeah. town. And we find out that she has a daughter named Mindy, yep. played by Ariana Richards, who is 
pogo sticking down the road. Yeah, she's trying to get like the pogo stick record or something. Yeah. So she's doing that as like mom is trying to talk to these guys, and Nancy wants them to stay because she's going to pay them. Yeah, and pay them in free free beer as well <laughs> to yeah. stay at, stay in town and build her a kiln so she can get her business off the ground. Right. And this is pretty funny because. In the next scene, they're just driving away, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we said no to her and free beer, denying all that free beer." <laughs> so I, I was not expecting them to just like run out of town. I wasn't either. That was so that sounds like a pretty good job. You know, that was funny. Yeah, although they don't make it very far. You know, you know, they don't. They make it. Who knows? I'm not sure. Like distances in Nevada, I'm sure are insane. But like, they're like right down the road. It feels yeah. like. And they just see a person mm-hmm. has climbed like an electrical power line tower. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I recognize that jacket. We know who that guy is. That's Edgar. Yeah, he's like the town drunk apparently. Mm-hmm. And they think he got drunk and climbed up t- climbed up the – which, man, if you're – that's some coordination if you're drinking. Right? If I'm crazy. that drunk, I'm not climbing up a damn electricity tower. And if I did, I would have fallen off. Like he, he's still on there. He's Yeah, he's clinging to it. Mm-hmm. So they do the rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> And, of course, Val loses, so he climbs up, and then he realizes, oh, he's like, son of a bitch, he's, he's like, yeah. getting all pissed that he has to climb up there and get him. Realizes the guy's dead. Yeah. So, then we are now talking to the doctor with Val and Earl, and they're saying, oh, he died from dehydration. Yeah. Which they kind of put together, it means, like, he would have been up there for, like, three or four Which days before that happened. That's a horrible way to die. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah. But is it better than being digested? Ye- I don't know. Mm. I guess it depends on, like, would you, like, get eaten and then so you're dying already and then you die pretty quickly? Or are you getting eaten whole and then you have to die by digestive juices and just hang out in the tummy for a while? I don't know. Let's uh, let's uh, dig into this a little <laughs> bit more. No, I, I don't want to think about this anymore. I think both would suck. Both. I, 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 getting eaten alive and then suffocating, that would be terrible. And digested, that would suck. Yeah, because at least if you're dying of thirst, you've got the sunlight there with you. And you can kind of like say you're about if you are inside the belly of a, a fucking alien ass creature, like, yeah, Ugh, it is probably going to be quicker than three days, but still, that's still. too much. Too much. Okay, so now we switch scenes to a farmer who is, yeah, <laughs> he's hoeing his field or something, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, and then uh, we kind of look over and his sheep are like going crazy in their mm-hmm. pen, and he's like, huh, okay, never mind, never mind, that's fine, nope. He's like working the field, and we get a shot of like the scarecrow gets tipped over, mm-hmm. so something coming underneath the ground comes up to him, and he's like, "Oh man, this is hard!" And then just gets like <laughs> sucked down a hole, and we're like, "Okay," and farmer is gone. So there he goes. There he goes, right down the hole. Now I will say that throughout this, I really like that they don't reveal anything. It's a very slow reveal of the yeah of the monster. I, I we've talked about this. I'm always a fan of a slow reveal. Yeah, it makes it more interesting and. Because once you see the monster, it's always a little bit less scary, right? Yes. So this was fun. And they, they do a good job of, like, increasing that. Mm-hmm. You see more every time you yeah. have a scene with this thing. Like, first we're getting the, like, the grounds moving. Then we're getting, like, P- first-person POV of whatever this thing mm-hmm. is. Yeah, so we're just, it's kind of heightening until it's finally revealed. It's a very good escalation yeah, of that. I, I would agree with that. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So now we are with Rhonda again, and her seismometers are going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks it's broken. She's, like, tearing it apart. Yeah. And this this movie does jump around a lot. So I'm sorry I'm saying, like, next scene, but, like, next scene. It takes a while. Like, I feel like until they actually attack and people come together, it takes a while 
to kind of it, it is jumpy for a bit it's jumpy for a bit and i think that's when i say it's a long hour and a half that's kind of what i'm talking about is like yeah yes i like the build-up of the reveal but it does take a while for that i could see to, that. That, that to get to that when point. you say yeah. it that way yeah i agree with that i like once the monster's actually there and then people are like fuck how are we gonna defeat this and then it's fun then it goes fast yeah yeah so Earl and Val are driving by, <laughs> and they all of a sudden stop, just like slam on the brakes, because they go to that farmer's house mm-hmm. and notice that all of the sheep are like torn mm-hmm. up and bloody in the pen. So they're like, what the hell did this? That was creepy. That was a nice touch. Yeah. There was bits of sheep everywhere. It was pretty nasty. A lot of sheep goo. <laughs> sheep goo? Is that what I said? <laughs> Poor old sheepies. <laughs> sheep goo. <laughs> uh, they go around the farm and are looking for... Old Fred, that's what they call him. Old Fred. Old Fred. Where's Old Fred? They find a hat just into the field, and they pull up, and Kevin Bacon, Val, bends down, pulls up the hat, and it's just a face. <laughs> it's just a farmer man's face just staring up in the sky, which is kind that of That was funny. such a good reveal. They plucked up the hat, and then it's just this head, and it's like looks like it's been mummified. <laughs> yeah, he, yes. And Val has a great line here. He's like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, what the hell is going on here? Like, he just, like, does a double take. Where <laughs> yeah. he, I don't know. It was so weird. Like, some of his line deliveries were really... That was uh, great. <laughs> it was a lot of him repeating something, but, like, being even more dramatic the second time, yes. and I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. So they drive away, and they had driven by these construction workers to get to the farm, and now they're driving back and see him again. And they're basically like, there's a killer on the loose. You guys need to leave. You need to get out of here because someone is crazy. Someone's killing everyone yep. here. The guys are just like, huh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one has a jackhammer, so they're like doing road construction. I thought this was clever. Yes, this was cool. So he's jacking all, he's... Yeah. Um, he, he's, <laughs> ja- he's... He's what? Ja- he's what? What's he doing? I need to stop saying it. I wish oh. it wasn't called a jackhammer. <laughs> he was wiener hammering on the ground. Oh, and, no, um, that's the worst. <laughs> he was jackhammering the concrete, and he accidentally hits the damn worm, and it, like, squeals, and a shot of blood pops up. Cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It was cool. And he's like, oh, and then, like, the thing just, you see it, like, just go across the road. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what, what is going on? He gets tangled up in a hose, and he gets dragged, like, up a cliff yeah or up a a little hill cord wraps around his leg so the thing is running Mm -hmm. away because it's been injured but he is trapped and running along with it because the cord's wrapped around his leg and then his other buddy tries to save him (laughs) i mean there's not much he can do at this point but he just stands at the bottom of the hill and then the rock slide just covers him basically yeah he was not much help at all no okay so val goes back to this the 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 store is like the meeting point like Mm -hmm. they're they're like the place that ties everything to, together for the day. Yeah. So they go back to the store. Everyone is asking what is going on because he's talking about the farmer and how he's dead. Yeah. He tries calling the police, but the phone is out. Mm-hmm. Now they're driving back again. So this is what I mean about it jumps around a lot. Val and Earl are driving back mm-hmm. and encounter the rock slide. So they're like, "What? What's going on here? What happened?" Damn roads closed. They get yeah. They get out to look for the construction workers and find a helmet. With blood, a bloody and helmet, and then they kind of freak out and they dr- try to drive away. But Val backs into like the bank, oh, yeah. like he hits the the hill mm-hmm. and then throws it into a drive. And like he gets, they keep saying he's got high ended, so he's like stuck in the yeah. He's like spinning his wheels, stuck in the rut. And so he just keeps on like kind of like we do in the snow here. You just keep on going and like hope you're there, gonna make it. Yeah. Hopefully, Earl is very concerned. He's gonna break the truck and then yeah. they're not gonna have a way to get out of here. So like very. Yes, that is true, Earl. He's right. But, of course, hot-headed Val is like, oh, I can do it. I'm good. Good at driving. 
But he, they get unstuck, and then the truck finally, like, they're finally able to go back to town. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they pull up, Bert notices that there's a, like, long tentacle, like, wrapped around the axle, mm-hmm. the rear axle. And they all, like, one of the things that they always talk about when these things are around is how bad it smells. Yeah, so that gets mentioned how, every single time. It must smell like rotted, like rotten something. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Stinky. And then Bert's kind of like, well, if it was, because what they kind of figure out is that they, he wasn't stuck in the rut. The thing was holding the truck there. Yeah. And Bert's like, that has to be a really strong animal to do that. Mm-hmm. He also thinks immediately, which I don't really understand the jump of logic here, but Bert thinks there's more than one of these because of how many how many sheep were killed at the farmers I mean, in the farmer's pen. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just like a, there were so many sheep and they're all dead and that would have taken a long. I, maybe he just. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure his reasoning. Yeah, because we later find out there are more than one, mm-hmm. but it's 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 confirmed in a different way. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Yeah. So now we kind of have this random scene where it's a couple. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You forgot a funny uh-huh. part. Okay. So they untangle the gross. Do you call it a worm or an eel or, or what do you call it? I called it a tentacle. A tentacle. Okay. So they, un- I guess. Tent- they untangle the tentacle with a mouth and then Walter Chang is like, I'll give you guys five bucks to keep this. And then so Val and Earl are like 20, no 10, no 15. And then Walter keeps it and we find out later he's using it to take like pictures with everybody like three bucks a picture with the monster like god damn it we should have charged him more than 15 bucks you got to make money where you can in this small town of 14 which who is he who's paying for all that they don't have like tourists coming there so like the people that live there are the ones like yeah i'll take the picture and pay for it it's like doesn't make any sense at all walter chang is an entrepreneur i thought he was gonna buy it to make food or something like Like, he's gonna (laughs) hook up tentacle stew or something well (laughs) He was eyeing that thing. He like, was. Oh, I don't want that. That's funny. Anyway, so yes, right. Next, next scene. Yeah, it, it, this that kind of like reiterates how like desperate these guys are, mm-hmm. like for both a break and also like money in general. Cash like, money. Yeah, cash money. So anyway, the next scene is a couple that's like unloading stuff at night. Doctor Jim and Megan. You know what? I didn't even write their names down. It's okay. They're not there so, for very I, long. It's all right. No, they basically are. I think they're building a house. I'm not sure why they're out there yeah. at night, but I don't either. Like, can't you? And they're also doing it themselves. Like, don't you have like workers and stuff? Yeah. No, they're building it by their with their own hands, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like breaking their backs doing it. So, and it it's like in the middle of nowhere too. So he, I'm sorry, what was the guy's name? I should have wrote the shit. Oh, down. you're good. Um, it's Doctor Jim. Doctor Jim. Doctor Jim. Oh, okay. So Doctor Jim, mm-hmm. he they're talk they're sitting in the back of the car. They're talking about like, oh, we're gonna retire here. It's gonna be great. And then the generator goes out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this thing is always doing this. We need to get a new one. But when he goes to where the generator is, there's just a little crater. It's disappeared. It's gone. So they tug on the they tug on the cord mm-hmm. and pull it out, and it's it broke off. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, we just see the generator get spit up into the air and just land on that the That was ground. funny. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So we're like, oh. The worm's just like, ugh. It's gross. Ugh. No meat here. <laughs> So typical. This is like a typical relationship. I feel like oh, wife is like, "This is so fucking Let's get the stupid. fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's get out of here." And Jim is like, "Ah, uh, you know, no. Let's go check it out." Good He's time. like curious and wants to investigate. And that's why he. And it, so yes, thank you, Sid, for going to that point. He so he, they're walking back to the car because she, the sensible person, is able to talk him back. But as soon as they're walking back, he just goes, and then it's like it's sucked into the ground. 
And then he's, this is like, this was a pretty, like, this sucked. This was not a fun scene to watch where he just gets slowly sucked down into the hole. And she's it like, took him forever fuck? to die. Yes. And she's trying to pull him out and he's screaming, ah, save me. And she's like, Jim. It took a long time. Never ending story, Artex. Anyone? It was. That's what that reminded me of. Yes. Good callback. Yes. That was like never ending yes. story. Except he wasn't quiet. Like the horse was quiet when it died and he was loud. <laughs> Sorry, that got dark. <laughs> well, he was he was just like Megan, Megan, pull me out, pull me out. He's just like, and she like puts a two by four on the ground, yeah, which is a good idea. She's trying, so they can like yeah. leverage up. Mm-hmm. It just breaks the board in half. So like we know that this thing is strong. And it's just gonna pull him down. Very strong. Yeah. Yeah. So he dies, and then she gets in. The, so like the little worm thing that was attached to the rear axle of Val and Earl's truck comes out, and then she's like, "Oh shit!" So she yeah. runs into her car. Mm-hmm shuts it so she thinks she's safe she's like locking the door because she she sees three of these worm things like clawing out the windows yeah which is disgusting because they're leaving behind this like mucus yeah i thought that too i was like ew you're mucking up my windows icky that should have been her concern too like right gross i just cleaned that shit like jim bob got sucked into a hole but it's the car we got to keep that car it's my motherfucking windows all right i'll why doesn't she drive away? She just sits there. She So she tries, but there's no keys, which is presumably means that he had them or something. Okay, I was wondering if she didn't have the keys, because she seems pretty smart, and I'm like, I feel like she would make the choice to drive away, so I, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so she can't go okay. anywhere. She's stuck in the car, and now the car... Like the worms disappear, but the car gets starts getting sucked into the ground, yeah. which is just insane. That was that was a cool shot, but you felt bad for Megan. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's like this like far away shot where you see the headlights shining up into the yeah. sky when it's like vertical, mm-hmm. and then they just disappear, which tells us like, oh, the worm pulled the entire car into the ground, which is just crazy. Okay, so guess where we're back to the hub, which well, is the market. Well, it's Chang's market. Wow. Woo, I just get excited. They should have had that recorded for their commercial. They would have had more people. 15 instead of 14. Okay. <laughs> so now we're, we're, we kind of have most of the characters there. And Bert is saying, we need to arm everyone. We need to defend ourselves mm-hmm. against snakes. So they still don't know what they which, are. I mean, snakes is a good guess. Absolutely. Now we meet Heather Gummer, which is Bert's <gasps> wife. And that's played by Rita McIntyre. I'm sorry. I said Rita. I meant Reba. Reba Thank you, yeah. Sid, for introducing her in such a, <laughs> a terrible way. way. You're welcome. But she agrees with them and is like, we got to arm ourselves. We can't just sit here and do nothing. She's married to the doomsday prepper. So they're yes. both, they're yes. like a match made in heaven. They are both doomsday preppers and they're both right. really knowledgeable. Yeah. Like their skill set helps in this scenario, but like, I'm sure, and, and we kind of get hints of this. Like people are kind of fed up with their, like, <laughs> yeah, their shtick of like, oh, we, oh, you're doomsday prepper. Like, you know, He's he's like a gun nut. Like everyone's in the movies is kind of like okay, like they're taking it too far. But it play it helps them in this. So also along with Bert saying, talking to everyone here, Miguel is also there too. He's played by Tony Gennaro. He was great. I liked him. Yeah. He had a good idea. He suggested let's ride a horse. Let's get a horse mm-hmm. and ride to the nearest town, Bixby, which was smart. Try to get help. Yes, and of course, like everyone is silent, and they look at Earl and Val. Sitting at the bar, so they basically get volunteered for. They're that. like, "Who's the best at horse riding?" And it's Earl and Val. <laughs> of course it is. When they're out, get it coming out to like they're like loading up the horses and preparing mm-hmm. to go. Chang has one of the best lines in this okay. movie because he says, "Hey Earl, here's some 
Swiss cheese and some bullets. He's <laughs> like, what? He's like, I got you bullets, I got you guns, and you got some snacks. Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. What a weird combination. Mm, it's, it's great cheese. Sure. So Bert and Heather decide they're going to drive around and look for the grad student, yes. Rhonda, because she's still out in the field. Which I did... It it was kind of nice because sometimes like the what is it the stereotype about small towns is like oh they're not open to outsiders but I thought it was really nice that they're like hey we want to make sure that grad student who probably doesn't know there's danger like we're gonna go find her like it was really nice how everybody in this movie came together to help yeah and he, that's even after Val didn't get what he wanted in terms of oh, the for fuck's sake buxom Val. blonde so like well because Val and Earl were like. Oh yeah, nice to meet you. We'll see you around. Like it didn't feel mm-hmm. like they wanted to see her again. So at least not it is nice of them to yeah. save her. Right. Yeah. This is the part where thank you, Chang, for buying <laughs> that tongue or the tentacle from those guys. Mm-hmm. Because now fucking dumbass Melvin gets to use it as a prank. <laughs> he does like a practical joke and he is screaming. He's like ah! and running around with the tongue around uh-huh. his his neck and everyone is like pointing guns at him. Yeah, he almost it's got like shot. For playing a dumb yeah. prank. And Bert said as mm-hmm. much. Like, that was too Like, close. you almost died. This character has no redeeming value, quality at all. I hate Melvin. Melvin. And he never learns his lesson, no. which is kind of the whole point of, like, a character that's a piece of shit, is that they kind of learn and, and evolve, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't. He just keeps doing this dumb crap. Yeah. So now they, they're riding on their horses. Val and Earl are riding on their horses, and they find... Because they go to where the doctor's house mm-hmm. is, Jim and uh, Megan. Jim and Megan. And they realize that the car is buried. So they like mm-hmm. kind of start wiping the ground because it's been disturbed. And they find the grill of the car. And I thought this was a really cool shot mm-hmm. where they're wiping and then the headlights are just shining through the dirt. Yeah, that was that was pretty eerie. Because yeah. they're looking around and they're like, oh, the car's gone. And then Val is like, well, then where is the old-timey music coming from? Because the car radio is still on. Oh, right, and, right. yeah, it was just super creepy to, like, have them brush away the grill and the headlights are still on. You're like, ooh, fuck. Really, like, a really cool mm-hmm. effect and also a really cool way of telling these guys, like, oh, this thing is yeah. huge and yeah. it will swallow a car. Mm-hmm. So, again, another, like, very nice teasing out of, like, how, what this thing is capable of, how destructive mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's such a good good way to do that. So, as they're riding through the desert, they something scares the horses mm-hmm. and they get bucked off. And this is at the point where Val and Earl finally see those quote unquote snakes or the tentacles. Yeah. This is the first time. And how these things travel underground yeah. because the, the tentacles are wrapping up one of the horses and, and killing mm, it. And poor horsey. Second vortex moment in this. What Meh. is going on? Ah, man. Poor horsey. So Val shoots one of the worms. It was a good shot too because it, it's like wrapped around the horse. I completely thought that was going to be a mercy kill. I did too. Horse. Poor old horse. So either Val's a good shot or he's an asshole. Or both. Which one is it? Or both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the big worm shows up. So it like surfaces and you're like, oh my God, this thing is huge. <laughs> it's it's like, a, it's like a slug with a beak. That's what it looks like. I thought that too. It looked like the worms from Beetlejuice and Dune. Yeah. Just these big ass motherfucking sandworms that are like... Yeah, it's it was pretty weird looking, pretty creepy looking. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that was a really cool reveal because mm-hmm. it like kind of does this triumphant like coming out of the ground yeah. shot there. So they they start running and thankfully they they run and find this like concrete ravine, mm-hmm. which is 
it's almost like a ravine that if it was wider, it's like the one straight out of Terminator 2 with the motorcycle chase in, like, in L.A. It's it's weird that, like, this exists in Nevada somewhere. I've not seen like, the just Terminator this, like, movies. I'm so sorry. They're on my list. I'm getting to them. I will watch them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't be back. <gasps> Jack, I'm sorry. I'm done. Jack, no, don't leave. Jack, come back. I'll watch them. I promise. Okay, I'm back. <gasps> that's surprising to hear. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that's kind of a kind of horror i would say i mean that's some horror elements so maybe we could i just miss them but yeah we could definitely watch it together well anyway they do like a motorcycle chase through like la has like these ginormous like concrete mm-hmm. aqueducts or whatever you want to call them and it this it's kind of funny that this one is just in the middle of nowhere in nevada yeah right so they're lucky that they found that because what they do is they run and jump and they try to jump over to the other side and they can't make it. They both hit the wall, right? Yeah, but so does the worm. The worm, like, smashes into the concrete, mm-hmm. and they realize, like, this dumb motherfucker just killed itself. Like, it just... Yeah, that was a reveal that, like, it can't see. Like, it's just bonking Right, things. which was really cool. So, yeah, they run, they jump. The worm follows them, but hits the con- the concrete wall, yeah. and so they find out it's dead. Yeah. And they're like, and Val has a really good line here. He's just like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, as loud as he can. Yeah, that was great. And then immediately, Rhonda just peeks over the other side of the hill. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Like, did she not hear him just yell that? I know. She's just like, hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah, she finds him. It's like, what's up? And then she, like, kind of looks. It's like, oh, what? what is that thing? She mm-hmm. sees, like, the tentacle hanging out of the wall. And they convince her to, well, I mean, they, they like break the wall even more so they can actually see what this thing looks like. Mm-hmm. And so now Rhonda, uh, Val, and Earl all have experience of like what the worm can do and what it looks like there. While Rhonda and Val are like, oh, what is this thing? Like, this is like a scientific discovery. We're going to, mm-hmm. like, she's excited to like study this Broke thing. ground, yeah. Right. And the whole time that they're doing this, Val is digging up the ass end of the <laughs> the monster, and he just goes. He says like a really good line. He's like, "I found the ass end," and he's just like holding holding up the ass end of the worm. And this thing is like it's fifteen feet long, yeah. 10, 15 feet long. Yeah, to us, it's huge. <laughs> we kind of get this. We get the scene where Rhonda is kind of like thinks of something and is like digging through all of her belongings, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Okay, what if she's having some kind of weird ish- thing going on here?" But as she's doing that, Val and Earl are like, oh, my God, we, you know how much we can sell this <laughs> thing to Chang for? So they're all, all they're Always thinking about is money. Yeah. And they're like, we need, a, we need a flatbed. We need a winch. We need a, like a chain. Uh-huh. It was just hilarious that they're immediately, oh, we're going to get a crane in here. <laughs> they All they want to do is sell this thing. Yeah, exactly. And she immediately is like, there are three more of these. There's a problem. And this is what I meant about like this is conf- this confirms that there's more than one. Where Bert kind of had this weird like, oh, they ate a lot of sheep, so there's more than one, which I thought was a weird jump. Yeah, but she's like, this one makes. I saw the seismograph go off off over here, mm-hmm. but then at the exact same time it went off over here, and so that means there's at least more than one. And then she does the math, and she's like, shit, there's three more of these huge fifteen yeah. foot worm things. Which is all the reasoning I need. That these that there's more than one. I didn't need the Bert saying that. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a weird. Bert. Well, it's just kind of a weird like speculation. Yeah, it Never is. Mind. Okay. Okay. So now at this point, they are walking back to Rhonda's truck, and Harold just like he's like, oh, and he like his leg falls into a hole, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. damn prairie dogs. Prairie dogs. I thought that was a hilarious like yeah. <laughs> like a fake out. That was good. Harold's great. He is. I, I like I like his character. Mm-hmm. Rhonda sees the instrument going crazy again. So the seismometer is flicking all over the place mm-hmm. 
Isn't it? It's like the same thing as like a lie detector test, isn't it? That's what it kind of looks kinda like. It looks like it, yeah. That they use on all the, the worm is just all the reality shows where they're like, "Your husband has been cheating on you," and it's just footage from Tremors. <laughs> it's <of> the... just <laughs> Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take that, Kim or Courtney or yeah, Lauren. I don't all know. All of them. That's right. You got them. Yeah. Good job, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay off TV, please. Thank you. Never. So <laughs> they run to a rock, mm-hmm. which is like foreshadowing for later on. And they, the tentacles kind of come up on the rock after them a little bit. And it's they can tell it's the one that, that they damaged earlier because yeah. the, they call it stumpy, effectively. Yeah. Yes, they do. Because the, one half of the tentacle got ripped off when the truck drove away. Mm. So. so they just sit on this rock for like hours. But it's a good reveal because between... Uh-huh. That thing hitting the concrete and then being up on the rock, they're like, okay, it can't go through rock. So we found something right. it can't. We're safe up here, even though we're stuck up here. Right. And they're trying to, they're kind of all bouncing off ideas of like mm-hmm. uh, what this thing is, where it came from. Rhonda's taking the scientific approach where she's like, it, like it's not in the fossil record. So it existed before mm-hmm. the fossil record. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, okay, so this thing's really old. Doesn't Earl and, say it's uh, aliens? He says it's aliens, and <laughs> which I love. Maybe it is aliens, Earl. Yeah, Who knows? I I don't know, but either way, they're there, mm-hmm. and they're they're other than trying to you know kind of just like I wonder where this thing came from. They're also realizing that they've been there for like an hour or a couple hours. A couple hours, yeah. And they they touch the they kind of take a stick and whack at the ground. The thing is still there waiting for them. Yeah, it's patient. It's gonna so it's wait them out. Which then they realize like that's how Edgar died. That's why he was up that pole for days because the fucking worm chased him up there. Yep. And Rhonda says that the worms listen and Mm -hmm. because they can hear them on the rocks and talking and stuff like that. So that's why it's still sticking around. Yeah. We discovered like it's blind because it's, it's subterranean. So it can't see you. It can't smell you, but it can hear you. So any noise you make, any talking, any running, it can hear you. The vibrations. Yep. Exactly. So they end up sleeping on the rock. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like the first moment we see like, oh, Rhonda probably has a thing for Val. Because she's like snuggling up, borrowed his jacket, all that good stuff. Which, as Earl, I'd be like, you motherfucker. Like, he, but Earl... Val's probably okay. Like, he probably does well for himself in that regard. But I feel like they shifted a little bit. Especially because they keep harping on how much older Earl is than Val. And Earl wants Val to find someone who actually is, you know, not just a a quick thrill like someone who's actually going to match him for wits and all that stuff so i think earl is a lot more like okay maybe this will work out for my younger friend who's kind of an idiot around women Mm -hmm. he's he's kind of assuming the wingman role which is like older brother uh, yeah it's a weird thing where like earl's feelings aren't taken into consideration here like they're not because val's just like the first time he meets Rhonda, it feels like he's interested in her i agree with you right so anyway, that switches. That's where that kind of change happens. Well, because Rhonda and Val wake up, and R- Val wakes up before Rhonda, so he realizes Rhonda's kind of curled up to him, and he's like, "Ugh!" He rolls. Yeah, away. he's still weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> and Rhonda's right. like, "Oh, thanks for lending me your jacket." He's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> okay, Val. Yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's trying to be a okay. Yeah, like he's not interested <laughs> or whatever. So we find out the worm is still there even in the morning. Yeah. So it's it's really waiting for them. But as Val and Earl are bickering about, like, what to do, Rhonda's like, guys, listen, and they're not. And so she finally just picks up a stick and, like, pole vaults to the next rock because there's, like, a string of these rocks that they can jump on. Which was very clever. And 
<laughs> fun like when Earl tries to do it, he almost he like oh and like almost falls off the pole into the sand. He almost dies. Poor Earl. Yeah. So they get the hang of it. What I thought found funny is that wow, they found three perfect poles really quickly <laughs> that can be perfect for pole vaulting. Yeah. Like what a what a coincidence. The worm put them there. And then what I've never seen in a movie, I've seen it well, I don't I haven't seen a lot of them, but like this is the first for me. A pole vaulting montage. <laughs> yeah. With the jauntiest music. It's like doodaloo. Hooray! We're pulled. Jurassic Park music. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they just kind of like slowly make their way across back to where her truck is mm -hmm. at the site. They all pole vault into her truck, and then they like the thing is right there waiting for them. So it's mm -hmm. it's like trying to grab at them, and like Val is just smacking it, like punching the worm heads. He punches the worm. <laughs> but I love that when she like gets ready to drive away she's like head first into her truck and she tugs in the the keys and everything and she can't make it go so she just slams her hand on the accelerator and then like earl and val are high-fiving and she's like hey a little help i'm i'm still face down yes so she so it's like on one of those trucks where you could open the back window yeah yeah and right. you can like crawl in and that's yeah that's what uh ron is in a position where she can't do anything other than hardly steer and they're going like 45 miles an hour down that road mm -hmm. and they're just like yeah this is good and she's like help me help. and that was another point where i'm like we've seen movies that do this where they like something crazy is happening and then they just cut away next scene those same characters are yeah. fine <laughs> they're like, fine how did they do that how did they manage that Rhonda's a smart cookie that's all you need to know i guess I'm having trouble suspending <laughs> my disbelief with this. So. Oh, okay. So the gigantic ass worms you're fine with, but her driving away, you're like, listen, excuse me. I have questions. It's not, how dare you? I'm not questioning her ability. I'm not questioning her ability. I'm just saying, how long could you do a he headstand and be driving a car? That's why she asked for help. And they go, okay. And then it cuts and then we don't <laughs> see the help. Yeah. Because it could have been the cool thing where, like, Val opens the door from the bed of the truck and, like, gets in, like, an action movie and, like, figures it out that way. No, they just cut away. Jack? Dumb. Jack? Yes? It was the 90s. It's also a movie. It was the... I think I'm just going to yell that. It was a movie! It was a movie! It was the 90s! It was a 90s movie. I mean, we got both of those. That's right. Wow. That's right. So, anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so guess where we're going again? Where are we going? The market. Hooray! Actually, you want to sing it again? Walter Chains Market. <laughs> yeah, so we're at Walter Chains Market. Right. They tell everyone how big these things are. They're like, they're not just the little snakes we thought they were. They're like ginormous. I found the ass and. And, yes, you did, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Get on in it. Uh, no, don't, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so everyone in the market like all the characters are asking Rhonda what they are what the worms are Poor and they're saying Rhonda. she's a scientist like she should know all this she's like I don't even study this stuff like she's like I'm a grad student <laughs> There's like this like little side story where like Walter Chang and Melvin are concerned about naming the worms because they're like the first one to discover it. Yeah. So they're, they're throwing out all these all these turn like names that mm -hmm. everyone else is like focused on like how we're gonna get out of this town and all they care about. Is <laughs> we're like, gonna escape. Yeah, exactly. Which is very on point for Melvin, I'll say. So. Yeah, and Walter. Walter's down to make a quick buck. Oh yeah, he's about making money. Absolutely. We also meet this other character named Nestor, who is played by Richard Marcus. Uh, he's very minor character. But yeah. he's just like, I'm going to hit it with a pickaxe. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you, Nestor. <laughs> Don't think you're, that's going to do anything. Mm. Well. So Rhonda Val Earl explain slash discuss how they're going to defeat the worms. This is the point where <sighs> fucking, fucking Melvin. 
Oh, he no. comes in again and tries to scare everyone. He's like, mm-hmm. and this is not even a good one because he just is like throws a basketball at Earl. I know. He just lobs a basketball like, at him. That's it. And everyone is pissed at him, justifiably. Melvin is like the only teenager. So I think that's part of why he acts out because he has no one to hang out with. I mean, there shouldn't be any teenagers in the movie because <laughs> Mindy's enough for me. The pogo sticking well, Mindy is enough. She's a lot. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's so, also the sec- little girl from Jurassic Park. So, holy shit, is it really? <gasps> it was the nineties. Uh, oh my! Sorry. <laughs> we were getting sued because that sounded so much like the song. Yeah, definitely sounded like fun <laughs> like the song. I love the fuck out of Jurassic Park. Was it really her? I didn't know That's that. That's crazy. Amazing. I didn't either. Hmm. How cool is that? Fuck yeah. So after that three octave high version of... <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> of uh, No, it's okay. I got yeah. excited. Uh, uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we do 90s movies. I just become extra unhinged. I know what to pick from now on. Mm-hmm. Not 90s. Jurassic Park only. Yes. So Melvin does the scare tactic, and then seconds after that, he is attacked by the worm. Yeah. It's like, you, yeah, you dumb shit. You cried wolf, and now no one wants to help exactly. you. Exactly. He climbs up a pole, and I just put the worms in town. <laughs> the worms back, baby. <laughs> so... <laughs> The, at this point, the group gets split up. Yeah. Uh, most of them make it back inside the market. Mm-hmm. So Nancy is going out to look for Mindy. Yes. Yeah. She's Because that, she's unaccounted for during all this. And yeah. Nancy is Mindy's mom, so that makes sense. Yes. Yes. And then we have Bert. the guy we just met. Oh, I was going to oh. say Bert and Heather are still out driving around. They're still out driving around. Nestor is now out in the field. He's not in the in the market either. Yep. And same with Melvin, which good Good riddance, Ah, Melvin. So they get split up, and then I'm like, how the fuck is Mindy still oblivious to all the stuff that's going on? She's just out pogo sticking, and she didn't hear all this, like, commotion and stuff. I I know. She's got her headphones on. But she doesn't have eyeballs? She's, like, nine. Is she a blind pogoer? That's what I want to know. Yes, that's why she's going to get in the Guinness World Record. She's not actually blind. No. But if you were blind, like, that would probably be, a, like, you could do five pogos. And then yeah, but good, when right? you're a kid, you're not giving five fucks about what the adults are doing. You're just kind of in your own little kid world. Yeah, especially when there's giant worms Jack. staking around underground. And you're like, I don't need to know Jack, this stuff. Uh, I don't need to attend these were meetings. Were you never nine? Yeah, I was very concerned about worms, actually. So that's why I'm <laughs> Worms, <laughs> dinosaurs, you know. Okay. Oh, Jack, please sing me the whole song. That's all the only thing. That's all I know. That's all you know. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Unfortunately. Uh, so we get a really Sad. funny part here. Okay. Which you Let's are apparently going to fight I'm me ready. on. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Yet. Like, okay, here it comes. Sad you didn't sing the Jurassic Park song. That's all. No one no one <gasps> wants to hear that. I want to When we it. have your rendition. I want to hear it. You'll hear it when you listen back. Oh, I did do it. Uh, okay. So Val is trying to save Mindy, so he just runs up and tackles Mindy off of her pogo stick. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. That was funny. <laughs> so Mindy and Nancy get inside of their own house, yeah. and then Val is on uh, on their truck, their work truck. Mm-hmm. And then another worm shows up mm-hmm. and chases Rhonda and Earl. And Rhonda, of course, because you got to have tension, she trips on barbed wire and gets all tangled up in it. Okay, I wondered how the barbed wire got on her. She she I think she was just running past it and then like tripped okay down 
All right. Yeah. So she gets all wrapped up in this barbed wire. And there's this pretty sweet scene where Val comes up behind the worm mm. that is trying to draw Rhonda in and just takes a pickaxe and like just sticks it in. Just right in the top of its head. He's like, Meh! Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And then you see the worm's tentacle, like, find it and then pull it out of itself, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And during this time, while the, while the worm's focused on trying to get the pickaxe out, Val is trying to un, untie Rhonda. Mm-hmm. And this is always a good this is always a good sign. He says, take your pants off. So dumb. I mean, he says, take your pants off because her pants are tangled up in the barbed wire. But I was like, oh, okay, oh. take your pants off. Oh. She was pretty brave to do that because she was wearing skivvies, panties, whatever you want to call them. Panties? It was, it was weird that they, like, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Oh, I thought you were going to comment on her terrible cargo pants. I was like, yes, girl, get rid of those pants. They were trash. Throw them out. Let the worm eat them. It was the 90s. It, they were bad. You could hold so much stuff in those. Yeah. Like all your hopes. Like dreams. extra pants. Oh, well, that too. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they all get into the market. So now we kind of have like groups, uh, like a couple people in different spots, yeah. and like Nancy and Mindy are on the house. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, so I, I had a Zid. couple notes. So I wanted to say first of all, so Val is bandaging Rhonda's wounds, which is like it is a sax saxophone solo. But he's being very gentle it. with her, and then it's another like kind of shift in his mm-hmm. bullshit list. But also, she has some hairy knees, and I don't know why I noticed that. Like, who cares? But I care. But I also appreciate that, like, Miguel brought her some pants and shoes, so she's not, like, creepily sexualized throughout the rest of the movie. He's just like, oh, hey, I got you some more clothes, and it's it's just kind of a blip. And I really appreciate that, because you see some movies, horror movies, where it's just, like, gross and weird, so they just let her continue to be, like, the smart badass, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I was fully expecting her to just be, like, pantless for yeah. the movie, because that's what, that's what that kind of vibe is, mm-hmm. is like, oh, we got her down, or, you know, it's like, okay, this, at least they give her some, they respect her a little bit and give her pants to Yeah, they on, give her so. jeans and some Converse sneakers. I appreciate it. Yeah. You can run so fast in those. So fast. Well, faster than with, like, no shoes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Converse. I just put Valis fixing up Rhonda. Ooh, ooh. Like, I just put that. We were, this was alluded to earlier in the movie where the freezer starts making noises. Yeah. And this was a thing that, like, Val and Earl were going to fix at one point, but they were like, nah, we're not doing that right now. Oh, I So it comes back to haunt that. them. That's a good callback. Yeah. I totally missed that. It, it comes back to haunt them because it causes them problems right now yeah. where it's making a lot of noise. Uh-huh. And they finally get it unplugged, but by that time, the word worm has come through the floorboards of the market. Right, because Val and Earl make the point earlier, like, hey, this wor- these worms are tracking us. They're, they're getting closer and closer to town. Yeah, so- that was a weird reasoning. Like, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, sorry, Val just, like, goes, he's like, shut up, everyone. He just, like, grabs a map, and he keeps pointing at these points, and he's like, these worms are traveling in a line. They're traveling in a line. It's like, how do you, how do you know that? Yeah. Just because, like... They're going down the valley and, like, started they, – they hit the doctor's house and, like, next is the town. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a weird, like, jump in conclusion yeah. again. This is the point where Rhonda's essentially like, hey, they can hear our vibrations. They can hear when we talk. So, like, everybody mm-hmm. shut the fuck up, essentially. Yeah. So this was the precursor to quiet, A Quiet Place a million years later with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Are there worms in that movie, too? No, but there's monsters that will attack because they can hear sound. So you have to be very, very Oh, quiet. okay. I'd be so good at that. I would not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I would get eaten. It'd just be one little quick song from you. And you'd be <laughs> be like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, there there goes Sydney. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. But that's a pretty like it has to be a quiet monster. 
Like anything else coming after me? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have to be lucky with that. Yeah. Oh, and this is also where Walter dies. Because the worm comes in Walter. through the floorboards yeah. and like attacks him. And he gets pretty gruesome death where he's like getting eaten while they're trying to pull him out. And that he gets sucked bad. down in blue. Yeah. So at this point, everyone's like freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. let's get to the roof. Or, or Val says that. Which was smart. Like, I th- Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's get out of this room because it's being infested. <laughs> All of them are kind of going, moving to where the roof access is. Mm-hmm. And Rhonda is on top of the shelves holding all the food and supplies of this market. And she's running across them. Yeah, because she doesn't want anything to fall and make extra noise. Right. But I thought this was very stupid because it was... Oh, okay. Well, okay. No, because then we see this view of the worms like pushing the shelves over. It's like, how mm. the fuck would they know? Yeah. I was like, come on. Yeah. So the the worms are super smart. Ugh, whatever. There's a little bit of, yeah, suspend your disbelief. Like the worms can't see, but they know their shelves that they have to push over to like fuck yeah. this girl over, even though they can't see her. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I will. I will not suspend it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I will not suspend it. Thank you. Consider it not suspended. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Rhonda, they're telling her like, you got to jump to where we're at so we can get you up to the room. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't do it. So she gets knocked out of the window. Yeah. Of the building. They all scramble up. So the, who's on the roof right now is Val, Earl, and, and Miguel. Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they scramble up to the top of the roof, and then they look over, and, like, she's not there. But she climbed up the water tower right next to the store, so she saved her. Because Rhonda is resourceful. My girl's a smarty. R-R. Resourceful Rhonda. R-R. Yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then Melvin's being a loud mouth douche again, because he's like, Hey, what about me? What's that man? And they say, get on the roof. He's like in, in like a tiny little shed. And he like climbs up on the roof and the worm tries to kind of attack yeah. him, but he survives. My note just Dang says, it. Melvin, the little shit is on the roof. We're thinking mm-hmm. very similarly here mm-hmm. with that. So now we're following Bert and Heather. Mm-hmm. They get back to the home, to their home. Heather uses binoculars and sees that everyone in town is on the roof yep. of the uh, roofs of whatever, wherever they're at. So they're on top of something. Yep. So she's like, that's weird. <laughs> strange so they radio val earl and miguel on the roof and they have to like hold val (laughs) down upside down so he can grab the radio which i thought was pretty funny (laughs) over the side of the building so they pull him back up and then they say what well it's kind of weird so like heather they're both in the basement heather and bert at their house and for whatever reason it's kind of seemingly out of nowhere heather's like talking and then all of a sudden turns on this like sand polisher for brass yeah i guess it's clean ammunition I, okay, because I wasn't sure why the fuck she's, like, washing her bullets. Like, what? Okay, but I'm also not a doomsday prepper, so I don't know shit. I just like washing your bullets. That's good. I don't know. That's essentially what she was doing. But I think it was, like, the the casing so that they could be reused, like, repacked with ammo. Oh. Or ammo, okay. uh, gunpowder. See, I learned something today. Thank you. So they turn on the machine, and it's loud as fuck. Apparently, it's so loud that the worms from the town can hear them, like, a ways away. Well, it sounds like, okay, did you, this is a weird aside, but like when I had swim class back in the day, the way you would like dry your swimsuit would be to put it in this little machine and you'd shut it and it like sucks the moisture out. And it was as loud as the bullet washer things that she's using. Hmm. I don't think I ever did. No, just me. Okay, cool. But it kind of sounds like the thing that they put on a golf course when you run your balls through it to wash them. Does that sound okay? Okay, I have no idea. I don't. I don't golf. Me neither. I've I've done putt-putt. I'm bad at it. Yeah, I'm bad at it too. (laughs) I'm athletic. And I am not, so. (laughs) 
So, yeah, they radio back to Earl and Miguel and Val on the market rooftop. And Val is like, you guys, the worms are headed for you. Yeah. Like for Bert and Heather because they turned that machine off. You need to get up on your roof. Yes. And Bert's just like, I'm not getting, what are you talking? He just like is talking over them and is not listening to them. Yeah. Even though like Alessa's listeners can clearly hear what they're saying. Bert's like, I can't hear what you're saying. Like, it's like. Yeah. Like, "Mm, okay. So finally Heather says, would you shut up and listen to them? And he's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. So they tell them that the hurt worms are heading for them and to get on the roof. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm not getting, he's like, I'm not getting on the roof. I'm staying in my bunker. Mm-hmm. And I just put the, cause I, I remember this scene. This is on TV every time they ran, ran the movie. This is I the best part. I don't remember like anything of this movie. I knew I watched really? it and I remember people being up on the roof and that's about it. So like, wow. it was kind of nice to rewatch all of this and have a lot of it mm-hmm. be a surprise. Yeah, I I really like this part. I thought they part. were goners. Oh, uh, Bert and Heather? Yeah, I thought they were goners. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, 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 so oh sorry. <laughs> They're not. No. Trust me. Yeah. So uh, the worms <laughs> break into the wrong house, as Bert says later on. Yes, they do. Um, they break the wall down of the basement, mm-hmm. and <laughs> immediately Bert and Heather are just like, well, first, like, it breaks in, and then it cuts to the rooftop, and then you just, they start hearing gunfire, so they're like, we know that they're fighting back, which yeah. is awesome. So they're just literally, like, shooting, unloading rounds into the worm. Mm-hmm. The It, like, pans over, and we look, and we find that they have an entire wall of guns and ammunition. Just, yeah. Just every gun you could want, or not They've want. They've got rifles, like, Heather shoots a flare gun into its mouth at one point. Yeah, they're like, here's an Uzi, we'll unload that clip, here's an <laughs> M16, we'll unload all that, here's a double barrel shot. Like, it was, it was so cool. They just kept grabbing uh, guns off the wall and shooting the worm. There was a part in here where I was like, ooh, the CGI, because there was a part where it showed Bert getting, like, showing him in front of the worm, and the worm was, like, terribly CGI'd. Uh, But for the most part, anytime they did, like, the, Mm -hmm. showed the worm, like, the model, it was so cool. I really enjoyed that. I never noticed that stuff. I I don't, it just, like, got very, the the resolution got noticeably worse behind Bert. So it just looked really weird. I believe you. I just... For whatever reason, like I don't notice it, but everyone else always catches it. It's just a me thing. Well, and to the point, to the credit of this movie, mm-hmm. they don't show that a lot. So, like for the most part, all this looks very good, unless they show those tiny little snippets of like mm-hmm. it was a very brief cut to it. So it was like okay. terrible. But for the most part, the worm looks fine in this. Like I really like the design of yeah. it, and it's very cool. I okay, Jack. I was so fucking proud of myself for. Because when he shoots it the last time, and I'm like, is that an elephant gun? And I was right. I'm like, yeah! How do you know what that is? I don't know. I have no idea. But I knew it was a fucking elephant gun. Yeah! I'm very hyped. You know what? I wrote the same thing. I said, this is probably what I found out what an elephant gun was. Which also, like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Burt, Mr. Prepper. You have all these guns, and then you like, oh, I'm getting out Big Bertha. Like, he goes to that last. It's like, why didn't you go to that first? For dramatic effect. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Maybe well. I knew about an elephant gun from like I don't know. I would say like old school books where they talk about shooting an elephant, and it looked like the only gun big enough to take down an elephant. So I was right. like, "Is that a fucking elephant gun?" Right. I, I want to say like the original Jumanji. Maybe the hunter guy had one. Yeah, Jumanji. I can't remember if it was an elephant gun or none, but like that's a horror movie. When I was a kid, that movie kind of scared me. Jumanji was scary. The original one. Yeah. But I loved yeah. it. So but it was good. Anyway, we've talked about so many other movies besides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they they Bert and Heather kill it. They pump it full mm-hmm. of lead. It's Hell great. Yeah. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. It dies, 
And then they go up to the roof and everyone in the town is like celebrating, but they're like, yeah, you, they're like doing this weird celebration. Each shot of each character, like, yeah, they did it. Like, it's like, (laughs) it's so, it feels so just not, it feels so staged, which is Yeah. So stupidly, I think Bert has like a hard on for this gun now because nice. there's a worm like going underneath their the front of their house, and they're asking him to. The people over the radio are like, "Hey, see if you can shoot the other one." And he's just aiming down at the at the sand and the gravel and shooting at it and expecting that's going to like damage the thing. Like it was very stupid of them. I feel like they probably could have lured that thing into the basement and killed that other one. Yeah. They had all the weapons. They kind of like ditch Bert and Heather's house as a fortress, which is a little silly. Like, they're the most prepared out of anybody for whatever. They have food and water and Bert. Oh, this is great. So uh, then we get um, Stumpy the worm. Stumpy! He starts. Stumpy the worm starts attacking the foundation of the market. Yes. So it's starting to like kind of collapse the building a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it immediately is over at the house where Nancy and Mindy are on top of, and it's it's doing the same thing over there. Well, there's and... two worms, so I wonder if they're like well, okay. communicating yes, I'm sorry. to each other. I don't know. I don't know how they communicate, but yes, I'm sorry. There's a second worm, and that one is at the house and kind of like yeah messing with the foundation as well. So the the worms seem to be, and Val is pointing this out. They seem to be studying and experimenting with the buildings to see mm-hmm. which ones they can attack and what they can do to them. Mm-hmm. So the, then one of the worms goes after Nestor, and he's just on a mobile home, so he's pretty much Poor Nestor. Yeah, Nestor was fucked. Yeah. It pushes it over, and he falls on the ground and falls into a t- – or he like, gets into a tire thinking that's going to, like, save him. I know. And I was kind of hoping for, like, a Friday th- – uh, or, excuse me, Nightmare on Elm Street moment where he gets sucked through the center and, like, <laughs> blood just shoots up. Like, that would have been so cool. They don't really show his death. No, he just disappears. Yeah. Which – yeah, I think they could have done some more with that. But mm-hmm. so he died. Nestor dies. R.I.P. Nestor. Now the worm is attacking Bert's truck. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're when they're radioing back and forth between Bert and the and Val on the rooftop. He says, "You guys are the only ones with a working vehicle. You need to drive to Bixby. You guys gotta go for help. Yeah, go get help." And as soon as they do that, the truck starts getting attacked by the worm. And the it, worm's it like, "Ha ha! I heard what you said. <laughs> I can understand you." <laughs> So down goes the truck and it gets disabled. Yeah. And then so Val and Earl and Miguel are on the roof and we're like, we got to do something. So they make a plan to get the bulldozer and then pull a trailer with everyone in it. Which was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. So like they're like the camera zooms in on the bulldozer and it's like really far away. And they're like, oh, (laughs) how are we going to get there? (laughs) So they're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That thing's really out. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. So then the worm attacks the market again, and it almost collapses the building. Like they're yeah, they need to get out of this place because it's gonna collapse. Yeah. Miguel has an idea. He's like, oh, let's start the ride. There's like a riding lawnmower on the side of the building, which was a good idea. It was. It was. So he starts it up and like ties it so it's gonna go in a straight line, and then just puts it in drive, and it just starts taking off with no one on it. Because they need a distraction for someone to run yes. out to get the bulldozer. Right. Exactly. So this is a really good line. So as the, you know, the lawnmower is riding out into the distance and the worms are chasing it, I can't remember who says who, but Val and Earl have such a cute moment here where like one's like, good luck, shithead. And then it's like, Aww. don't think about me, jerk off or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> don't mention it, jerk off. It's, it's funny. These guys, these guys have a, such a bromance going on. Because they're like rock, paper, scissoring to find out who's going to run out to get the bulldozer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Earl wins. So Earl's going to be the one to go. And then like 
Kevin Bacon, Val, like sucker punches him and he takes off running. Because he but, just, you know. Because he doesn't want Earl to get hurt. He cares about Earl. He loves Earl. He's got a big, he loves Earl, but he's got a big ego. And I think that's part of it, too. <gasps> How dare you? They're friends. What? How dare are you? Why are you serious? No, it's just because they're friends. His oh. ego is huge. How dare you? Uh, it was Huge ego. As big as the worm. Okay. All right. As big as the worm's ass, his ego. It was sweet. That sweet worm ass. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, so they do the rock, paper, scissors things, and then Val just runs anyway. So he wants to be the guy that does it. So the mower's going, and it finally, like, hits, like, a berm, and it, like, tips over. Mm-hmm. And immediately it stops making noise, so the worms stop. And then they go straight for uh, Val, who is not- kind of almost to the bulldozer. Yeah. And Rhonda just yells for him to stand still. So he does. He stands still. The worms are, like, using their tentacles to, like, kind of scope out where he's at, but they can't find him. Mm-hmm. And they all start kind of yelling and trying to make noise. And she ends up, she's on the water tower. She, like, kicks the pipe off, and the water hits the ground, and that's what makes Which the worms come Which was super clever. Like, the water hitting yeah. the ground enough that it sounds like someone's running, so the worms are like, Whoop! And they head back over mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, so this allows Val to actually get to the bulldozer in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And he, he, like, chains up the trailer so it's attached to the bulldozer now. Rhonda jumps from the... So it's successful. They, they He brings the bulldozer over, and then Rhonda jumps in mm-hmm. off the water tower into the trailer, mm-hmm. or into the bucket of the bulldozer. He rescues Rhonda first. Of course he does. So nice. Because she's closest. Because he's starting economical. to have feelings for her. No, it's economical. She's close. Jack? Hush. Yes. Hush. He loves Rhonda and well, her hairy knees. All right. I still don't know <laughs> if that's right or not. I don't know. I I need to go back and mm. really examine, mm-hmm. enhance, mm-hmm. enhance. Stare at her knees. So we only see the rescue of Rhonda, and then much like earlier in the movie, where it just cuts away from her driving upside down, mm-hmm. it just cuts, and they're all in the trailer. Yeah. So yay, everyone made it. They're dri- they're now pulling up to Bert's house. Mm-hmm. With everyone in tow in the in the trailer. So, and this is great too because the Bert and Heather are resourceful. They're like right? cutting up their like they're making homemade the pipes on the roof. Yeah, like they're yeah. they're always thinking. And I'm just saying, they're making like, pipe bombs. They're probably annoying in everyday life, but if you have some fucking crisis going on, Bert and Heather are who you want on your team because they're going to help sure. you get through it. If you got a worm problem, you call Bert. Girl, they're there. They ready. Mm-hmm. And okay, this is a, just an aside, but they make a really good team. Like when he's shooting at something and she's shooting and she's like magazine, like they work really well together. Yes. Yeah. There's also a point when in that basement scene, I forgot to mention where they're shooting the worms where he gets like a, a tentacle wrapped around his ankle and starts pulling him towards the yeah. worm. And she just comes up and just like unloads a shotgun until it like severs the, t- the tentacle. They're so freaking cool. They're a good team. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, Val shows up with the bulldozer, and they're here to, quote-unquote, rescue Bert and Heather. They're taking their time because they have so much gear. They have, like, yeah. a thousand pipe bombs made yep. and, like, ammo boxes. And it's like, come on. And Bert's like, do I take the M16 or the rifle? <laughs> and she, it's so funny how they're like, he's like, I can't decide on which gun. And she's finally like, Heather's like, oh, take that one. It has more precision. Mm-hmm. Higher caliber bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was good. So they all jump in finally. And then Bert just looks back at his house, and he's like, God damn, I had to leave my mm-hmm. compound. There was water, there was food. Like, he's he's getting pissed off that he, like, had to leave everything. Because, like, that's exactly what he had been preparing for is something like that. And now he's leaving it. See, Bert and Heather are the actual real couple. Like, Rhonda and Val, mm-hmm. it's whatever. But, like, Bert and Heather, like, that's couple goals. I, th- I think Val and Earl are more of a couple than Bert and Heather. Oh, that too. Val kind of, yeah. 
Val and Earl are a couple of goals too, but mm-hmm. anyway, kind of a Tucker and Dale relationship, you know. Okay, let's just let's just yeah. keep on going. No, no, let's you don't want to. Let's just. Let's just. But I think it's a good analogy. Let's just like, scoot on by. Let's just. That's kind of the Tucker. Rolling, okay. rolling, rolling, keep rolling. What? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were playing the Limp Biscuit <laughs> I was. <laughs> okay, so now. They're driving their ginormous like bulldozer trailer contraption up to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was their plan is to get to the rocks because they know the worms can't get into the rocks or can't damage them. Yeah, so the mountains are their end goal. But the worms are learning and they're smart. They have been like tunneling ahead of the bulldozer mm-hmm. because there's when they're trying to pick up Bert and Heather, the worms are there trying to like sink the bulldozer and it's not working because they can just kind of move it and the bulldozer's too heavy and they can't yeah. they can't like eat it up or whatever. But while they're going up the mountain, the tunnels like tunnel under the road, and the bulldozer just collapses in the road. So the worms so they are getting are smart. smarter. Yeah, they've built a trap. They made a trap. So everyone jumps into the trailer, and Bert throws a pipe bomb, which seems like it would have hurt a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe everyone in that trailer. Bert's just like, get down. So they find out that the pipe bomb scares away the worms because mm-hmm. they they go like they go straight away from the trailer well and Rhonda says it hurts them too because it's so loud and the only way they can find oh, it is sound so it it like hurts their sense of their ears whatever it is <laughs> their worm ears, their, worm know, holes. their ears so they look up and see rocks mm-hmm. so just like previously when val and erwin Rhonda were stuck they resort to running to rocks to try to get away from them so they all, they're kind of making up a plan. They're going to throw a pipe bomb to scare them away again. Mm-hmm. And then they're all going to just book it. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I think every time I, like, watched this movie, like, when it came on TV, it was always at this scene where they're on the rock. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is, like, the infamous rock scene because it's, like, it's not even on the, it's not even uh, in the movie very long because it's mm-hmm. just the very end of yeah. it. But I really remember this. It, like, made an impact on me for some reason. Okay. So Bert and Heather are pissed mm-hmm. because they're, like, Again, they're like, we had water, we had food, we, we had home. everything yeah. we needed, and now we're on a rock, and we're going to starve to death. Mm-hmm. And Bert has this, like, morbid thing where he's like, you know what? I'm not going to go out like that. I'm going to go over there into the, like, just get off the rock with a pipe bomb, and I'm going to let myself be eaten so that I can blow up the worm. <laughs> blow up the worm. And Heather's like, honey, that's dark. She's like, <laughs> taken aback by that. Yeah. Like that, but Earl's like, you know what? That's a good idea. So they decide to go fishing with the with the pipe bombs, mm-hmm. and what they do is tie rope to it, and then like light it, and then throw it out, and then the worm. They're throwing rocks to like lure the worms sure. over. Sure, they want to make yes. it like seem like someone's running. So the worm comes to mm-hmm. try to eat you, and then they, that's when they lob the bomb. And the first worm falls for it, and. Mm-hmm. He swallows the bomb, and it is so awesome. It just <laughs> blows up, and there's, like, orange guts raining everywhere. There's goo so, everywhere. Such a cool death mm-hmm. for the worm. He was a dumb worm. So they're like, okay, well, that worked. Let's try it again. So they try it with the last worm, which is Stumpy. Stumpy's a survivor. He, he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they try the same trick. They throw rocks to kind of get it into that position. Then they throw the dynamite. The worm throws it back to them. It, like, spits it out right back at them. <laughs> the worm's like, fuck you. <laughs> and the worm is a good shot. If it, With no eyes, yeah. he made a hell of a shot because it lands right where all the other pipe bombs are. <laughs> and they all take cover behind the other side of the rock, and it, it like, explodes everything. Mm-hmm. It's huge. I, I don't know how this happened either, but, like, I guess because, you know, you have a pile of pipe bombs that are about to blow up. A lot of, a couple of the uh, people in the group run off the rocks and into the mm-hmm. field. 
which is Val, Rhonda, and Earl. Yep, our golden trio. So now they just they stand still mm-hmm. because that's the kind of tactic that works with these things. They, if you don't move, they can't hear you. Can't hear you. Yep. And everyone on the rock starts saying, let's make some noise, let's make some noise. Now this part killed me because the worm is sticking out of the ground <laughs> looking for both all of them. And they have these fucking rifles, and they don't just shoot the damn things. Well, Bert was shooting his gun, but like... Into the air. Nobody else was, yeah. Aim for the fucking worm. It worked before. True. The thing, That's true. The thing is sticking out of the ground. Shoot the damn thing. That's true. But they're just like, hey, hey, you dumb worm, you're ugly. Like, And apparently that's supposed to get its attention. Which would like so hurt my feelings if I was a worm. I'd be like, hey. I'm not that fat. I work on my self-skincare routine. How dare you? I'm just saying. If I were a worm. That worm is pretty dry looking. <laughs> That so word does not that. moisturize. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the worm goes down into the ground, but they don't move. Or Earl's about to, but Val's like, nope, don't yeah, move. Hold on. This guy is smart. He's waiting for us to move because he knows we're going to trick him. This is stumpy. <laughs> this is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> smart stumpy. Smart stumpy. So there's one bomb left and Val has it. And he's, everyone's saying, throw it, make a diversion so we can get back to the rock. And he's like, no. You know, I'm not doing that. And of course, you know, this is what you want out of your hero to not tell anyone else yeah. in the party what he's going to fucking do. Yeah. He's just a wild card. Big brain moment. Yeah. So he just starts running. Mm-hmm. He starts running for it. And Earl follows him because he's like right next to him when the worm comes after him. And Rhonda has the lighter. So she follows them. So yeah. he wants to light the bomb. Mm-hmm. So it's bad, bad planning, Val. I'm sorry. Well, and they also like the whole movie. Earl keeps getting on Val's case for like not thinking ahead, not planning ahead. He's like, you're always such a last minute planner. Like, this is why we're stuck doing menial tasks. Like, we need to think ahead. So they run to the edge of a cliff and Val throws the bomb, Mm -hmm. lights it and throws it. And it lands like kind of behind the worm Mm -hmm. and it explodes. And the worm, I don't know if this is part of the plan or not, but basically the explosion scares the worm and it starts barreling towards where Val is. Both Rhonda and Earl have been smart and jumped out of the way mm-hmm. of this oncoming train. And Val's just like sitting there like, Oh, like staring at it as it's coming straight for him. And he finally at the last minute, like jumps out of the way and the worm just like comes out yeah. of the ground and it goes right off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Such a, such a cool death. Yeah. And it, go, it, it falls all the way down and just goes, and just splats. And doesn't Val go something like, "Oh, you can't fly, motherfucker!" As the worm like plummets to its death. Yeah. What does he say? <laughs> like, see if you can fly, worm, or something like that. <laughs> such, such a. Every worm in this had like a really cool death. Yeah. Right. Like one runs into the concrete wall, and that like shows them like, oh, okay, these things can die, and they can't see. Mm-hmm. The gun one is absolutely when they blow it away. That's the best one. I think the one getting blown up by the bomb was my favorite. You're wrong. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. I'm allowed to have my goddamn opinions. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Okay, Sid. Okay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, also, they're extremely sure that there were only four worms. Right? Because they're like, hey, yeah, everyone, we did it. And it's like, are you sure there's only four of them total? Because well, There's a bunch of other Tremors movies, so clearly they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. Where are those ones? Yeah. Actually, I've never seen those ones, so I don't know like if it's in a different part. I of haven't either. Country. I guess we'll find out. Meh, maybe. <laughs> so they're now in town, and Val and Earl are kind of talking, like, "Oh man, we're going to be so famous for this." Yeah. And Val's Val's big plan is to get into People magazine, <laughs> I know. which is like 
okay, so there's going to be a rumor that you dated the worm and you broke up. <laughs> like, that's going to be your, like, big, wow. That's Good a job, big Val. moment, yeah. And Earl's like, shut up. We're going to get in a National <laughs> Geographic magazine. I'm like, thank you. A real science. He's shooting for the big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So we get this really awkward interaction between Rhonda oh, and Val. So we have so Rhonda, awkward. Oh, just reveling in the cringe here. It's so bad. Rhonda comes up. She's, like, hitting on Val, you know, trying to. She's like, hey, so, um... Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to be studying this stuff and um, see you around. And <laughs> Val is just like cool guy trying that. Yeah, no problem. Bye. I you yeah, no big okay, deal. Bye, see ya. <laughs> so he's just really aloof and not. Well, I'm thinking he's not getting it. But Earl's like, you dumb shit. And he's like, I know. Oh, so no. he knows. He knows. He's he old. knows. He's he, blowing he's it. He's just really bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's bad. So he finally falls. <laughs> I wrote Val then falls Rhonda like he has to take a dump. Because as he's like he's walking after. towards her, he's like, he's he's like walking like <laughs> stuff is falling out. Oh no! And he finally, we watch the scene. Uh, People at home watch that scene where he changes his mind and walks from Earl to Rhonda. Gross. He looks like he has crapped his pants. Okay, gross. Then he then he kisses her. How romantic! Uh. <laughs> Little kiss, kiss with the brown brown and. Ew, Jack, you're so unhinged this episode. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. my god! <laughs> okay, that's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's basically how they, you know, they do the nice that's little the kiss movie. and off in the sunset mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's it. So final thoughts. Oh, this movie was so much fun. Like when it ends and they're like, they got the monster, and then he kisses the girl, and it ends, and you're like, oh, that was a fun time. Like I really, I had a good yeah. time watching this movie. It does a good job of like. As disbelievable as as much as you suspend your disbelief on like all, all this stuff, they do a good job of like explaining the logical steps of how the characters, the protagonists, like mm-hmm. understand this threat. Yeah, they determine they find they find out how big it is, and then they're like, "Oh, this is how it operates," and then they kind of build all their mm-hmm. much like the worm is learning of them, they're learning of the worm. So it's like this nice balance between the two. Yeah, it makes sense. Like you understand how they get to each next conclusion right. or idea. Yeah, I agree. Right. Other, other than them leaving leaving the basement, like picking them up and leaving the basement. Yeah. Most other thing makes <laughs> sense because like the worm throws out the bomb and it explodes all their pipe bombs, so they have they can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So like it's a nice like oh we got you now what are you gonna do like it's a good way to like advance mm-hmm. uh, advance the story but also kill the worms in different ways each time. Kill I like the that. worms. Death to the worms. Death to them worms. So Sid. Yes. We uh, we'll break the ice for Rhonda and Val because we know they're not. Ah, we'll do for that. For them. So we're just we're gonna put them in a bar setting. Yeah, and we're gonna say what are what are we drinking? What are we, what are we gonna have them drink? What are we drinking? Okay, so I found a drink called where are we called the Land Shark Bite, and it is from mm. a website called Cinema Sips. Also, <laughs> I just want you to know when I first looked up because usually when I'll I'll look up a like a movie themed cocktail i'll just put in the title of the movie and then alcohol under it but when you put in tremors alcohol it's like Uh if your hands shake while you're drinking like you may have a drinking problem and i'm like oh no i just mean like a themed cocktail i'm so sorry i got the shakes get me the straw Uh, so (laughs) but i found this one and it's very cute um because apparently Tremors was originally supposed to be called land sharks, which I did not know because hmm, okay. the worm snake things behaved like sharks on dry land. So that's kind of cool. So okay. this person made the uh, drink and it's called a land shark bike. So it is six ounces of land shark beer, two ounces of grapefruit juice, 
one ounce of gold rum, half an ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, grapefruit bitters, and then they added a gummy worm for garnish. So it could be cute. could be fun. You just impale the gummy worm on a, yeah. just on a stick. Blow it up with dynamite. Mm-hmm. It, but Hell yeah. It, it sounds tasty. I'd try that. Yeah, I'd give it a shot. What about you, Jack? That's, that's a good one. Um, so mine is pretty – well, okay. We're going to have to probably edit this because oh, good. I'm going to try pronouncing this a couple times. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So it's tequila with chin chiniquil uh, gusano, which is a worm. What? And so yeah, – no, it's a, it's an actual caterpillar larva that is found in agave plants oh. that are, are used to make tequila. They put it at the bottom and so, of the like, bottle? Yes. So – it's like a gimmick. Apparently, this was supposed to signify like bad tequila or something, but okay. now it's just kind of a marketing ploy for from these companies where they'll like make a shot where it's tequila like with the, a eat the worm larva larva worm. Yeah, yeah. it's disgusting, but okay. it, the worm looks like the ones from these movies a little bit without the <laughs> the bird beak. Okay, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna try this a couple more times. So tequila with chiniquil gusano. I don't know if that's right. I try looking up videos, and they say it way too damn fast. So okay, we'll see. All right, give me feedback, people. And <laughs> where you can do that is at finalfempodcast at gmail dot com. Oh, look at that! Yeah, send in your corrections. We'll delete them immediately. Oh, okay. Um, also, well, you know, I don't. And I can't. I and where else can yes. they find us? I was getting to that. Let's get into that. Hurry up. So on the other end of the worm, we have at our Instagram, which is at Final Femme Podcast. Hey, all one word. Which one's? Both are all yes. one word, all lowercase. All lowercase. So yeah, that's uh, it was a good movie. I'm glad we watched this movie. Yeah, for Another sure. comedy horror under our belts, which you liked this time. I did. like. Well, I, yes, because this was good. Ah! I have not seen this since I was a kid, and this was a lot of fun. Oh, Jack, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, Saucy Jack. I'm Saucy Jack. You are Saucy Jack. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Our, okay, back by uh, just demand, not popular demand, but um, or, or being introduced by demand, we are going to uh, tell you what we're watching next so that uh, you can watch the movie, and then if you want to listen to us, you can. But Yeah, we've had some requests so, to let people know what yeah. we're going to watch next, so we're going to give that a try. Yes. So the next movie is going to be Event Horizon. One of my favorites. So be prepared for Jack to rip it to shreds. I can't wait to shit on it. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. How so. dare you? I love this movie. How dare I've never seen it? It's one of my favorite space horror movies. Okay, well, now I know that. Well, I mean, I, I've not seen this movie, so I don't know what it's what it's about. But that will be our next movie. So please join us next time yeah. when we discuss Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. See you, Sid. See you, everyone. <laughs> See you, Vic. See you next time, Vic. See you next time. Bye. Bye.